Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. We were challenged last week to read the Bible. I don't know if you've done that. I have been in Exodus reading chapters. I want to encourage you to stay with it, get a Bible app, get something, and read your Bible because here's the thing. I want to preach with what you're reading. And so I think it's good for you to read the Word and get the Word in you because it's amazing. Uh, We had somebody here last week, and it's amazing (coughs) how many, sorry about that, uh, young believers, I believe the Word, I believe the Bible, I believe Jesus. And you're like, hey, what's in it? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I've never read it. Um, but I believe everything in it. And so um, uh, I think it's a good challenge for us to actually get in the Word and, and learn from the Old Testament and receive what Jesus has for us in the New Testament and, and, to, and to grow. And so that is a challenge with us. You know, with all the plates that we spend... And then maybe, and then maybe this is just a moment for, for, for me to just be a little transparent. Do you ever get overwhelmed with all the responsibilities and things that you have to do in life? I remember thinking in junior high, you know, having to mow the lawn once a week. You know, uh, the things that I had to do and all the pressures of homework, you know, and, and cleaning my room. That how, how could life get any busier? Uh, then I got married, and then we had kids, and it's amazing how that works because, you know, I, I dated and married my wife because I liked her, and then we had the kids, and it's crazy how responsibilities, now we're cleaning up more, after, not, not even after us anymore, it's like all the extra people in my house, you know what I'm saying? And it's amazing how very quickly the important things can fade into the background. And, and the things that you're wanting to do and the things that you're wanting to accomplish. And, 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 and specifically, I'm talking about our heart. How, you know, the, the Bible says that out of our heart are the wellsprings of life. And what I find is a lot of times is there's so much to manage that serving and connecting and praying and Bible reading and, and connecting with the Lord becomes a luxury rather than a necessity. And what happens is we spend a lot of time living life, but, but here's the thing is sometimes we miss the very component that can make life, and that, that is connecting with the Lord. I mean, I'm thinking about all the things that we have to manage on a daily basis, um, employment, marriage, kids, friendships, personal finances, keeping up the house, our own personal health, college, school, friendships. It doesn't matter what area you're in, but all these plates, if we're not important, all of them are important and all of them require commitment. But I heard something one time and this older gentleman was talking to me and he said, the greatest thing you can do is keep the main thing the main thing. And I was like, that you know, that, you know, tell me more, and um, and and the truth is that it's important for us to keep watch and be careful that we don't end up in a place that we never wanted to be, and it happens, it happens, you know. No one dreams about being broken. No one dreams about being addicted. Nobody dreams about having a terrible responses in relationships. Come on. 
It's amazing. Even in relationships, you like, you love this person. You think they're awesome. They think you're awesome. But you're both nice on different days. And I'm like, come on, is this married people? You know what I'm talking about? It's like, man, if we could ever sync this thing up and both be nice on the same day, whoo, this would be exciting. But it's like, you know, this, the one of, well, let's just say one person ha- wants to be really, really nice that day, and, and then the other person doesn't, or, or that person wants to be nice and she wakes up and she wants to cook breakfast and make coffee. And, but there's another person that's a little grouchy, a little, little, little not on that page. And it's amazing how we don't dream of, of fighting or arguing or having these moments of, of frustration or having anger or unforgiveness control our life or, or being stuck. Anybody ever felt like they were stuck in a season that I, I did not ask for this? I did not want this. This was not on my Microsoft plan, okay, when I was making it 16 years old. This was not on it. The longer that I'm on this road, here's what I'm realizing, that we will all face real challenges. And and a lot of times, it's how we come through the challenge more so than it is the challenge. How we come through that. But here's the thing. With some of the challenges, you know, I'm okay with a challenge that I can see coming. But what about the challenges that you cannot see? The challenges that you're like, what happened? Have you ever been in one of those moments where you're like, I have no idea what just happened. But now the house, everything's blown up. It's on fire. And I never saw smoke. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it is, we are in a deal here. And... That's what I want to talk about. Today, my assignment is blind spots. Blind spots. Let's go back to the day when you learned to drive. Anybody can remember those days when you learned to drive? Well, for me, um, I remember the time I learned to drive a standard. Okay, a standard. And so for all of you who have never driven a standard or did not know that there was anything other than an automatic Uh, A standard is where there are different gears and you you actually work while you're driving, okay? And so you you actually, there's one, two, three. Some cars have like four gears. Some cars have six. And you shift them based on your RPMs. So here, I remember being uh, 17 years old. I just wrecked my car. And my mom was like, what are you going to do? And I was like... (laughs) In my mind, I was thinking, what are you going to do? <laughs> and, and, and she was like, well, you, you need to buy a car. And, and I was like, okay. And so I looked over my money, and I had mowed some lawns and done some stuff. I had $600. $600. And she was like, I don't know what you're going to get. So I looked, we talked, did some networking. And there was this guy who had this 1987 Chevy Chevette. Red, come on, hatchback. It was, uh, the red was faded, okay? It, it, it barely ran, but, but, but I said, I'll give you $600. And he said, sold. Do you know how to r- drive a standard? And I was like, no. And he was like, don't worry, I'll teach you. And I was like, this is great. It comes with lessons. And so, and so, and so he, uh, 
he, he said, I gave him the $600, and, and he says, all right, I'm going to teach you. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's go down that dirt road. That's a good dirt road. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. He, gets, he starts driving, and he's explaining to me. And, he, and he, 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 at a stoplight, he goes, now, this is kind of how the gears are. You, you put the clutch in, and then and, and you push the gas, and it's kind of it's like this. It's kind of like this. And I'm, I'm like 17. I don't know how to focus. I have ADHD. I'm just like looking at his hands. I'm, it's a dance move. I just, I'm not really... I'm not really locked in and so he's been driving and showing me the gears and explaining to me about how fast to be in this gear and then we stop at a red light and he goes okay are you ready and I was like yeah I'm just I'm ready let's go somewhere where there's no people and you know because I'm 17 I'm highly insecure I, I know that some one fine girl is always watching me you know what I'm saying when you're 17 you think that there's always someone watching you through a, a, a car window and they could be my potential wife you just don't know you're, just, you're 17 and so let's go to the back 40 and I'll learn. And he goes, oh, 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 no, we'll just do it right here. And I was like, what? And he gets out of the car, driver's side, walks around the car and starts tapping on my window. And the light's red. I'm like, this is against the law. I'm, 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 he's like, move over. I'm like, I'm not moving. <laughs> no. And, and he's like, you better move over. They're all going to be mad. And I'm looking. And, and, and so the light turns green and I'm telling him no. And he's like, and then so he does this number to all the other cars, and now they're starting to honk, and they're not giving me life-giving uh, gestures. They're, they're, giving me, they're, they're giving the other ones. Uh, and, and, and so the light turns red again, and he's like, listen, you're just going to have to drive. And I was like, no. And then he goes, drive. And he was kind of a bigger man, scary, scarier. Uh, and so... And so I went ahead, I, I moved over to the driver's seat, and uh, he goes, oh, it'll be super easy. And I was like, well, it hasn't been easy thus far. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, no, 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 just get the car. And he started doing this, this again. And I was like, okay. And he goes, so push the clutch in and hit the gas and kind of simultaneously just kind of do like this. And I was like, okay. And the, and the, and the car st stalled on the next green light. And so, and so I'm like, I hate this. I, I don't want to buy your $600 car. I, you can take your money. And you, you know, I was 17. So I, I could told him what he could do with his money. Uh, but, but he, and, and he was like, um, no, I think you can get it. And I was like, obviously I can't. And I'm making enemies. And so, um, and, and so he said, well, just try it again. And so I, then I got to the middle of the intersection and stalled out again. And, and so, uh, needless to say, we finally got through the intersection, and I started driving. And, and the whole moment was, felt like eternity, but it was like six and a half minutes and, uh, of, of, of death. And, um, and, and so, um, and I remember starting to get it. And he was like, see, it's not that bad. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so I bought the car, and you know, as soon as I bought the car, I took it over to Walmart. So I get my six by nines. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Six by nines in the back. <laughs> Had my phase three EQ. Some of y'all don't know about that, but and and, and I, I made this the machine, the machine. We didn't have a we didn't have a lot of a lot of energy in the engine. Uh, I later found out that in Time Magazine. Time magazine, they did the 50 worst cars in America. I'm in the top 10 <laughs> with my Chevy Chevette. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, but now it's funny because I was thinking about all this and I'm driving and I tell these stories and my kids fall asleep. It's cool. But, but, um, 
But it's funny because now we, we've got this newer minivan, and it's like I, it, if I drove with the driving uh, tools that have today, I would have saved my parents so much money. Because the reality is now you have a backup camera. There were no backup cameras when I was learning to drive. You had to do old-fashioned turn-your-neck, okay? And, and we learned about blind spots, and we, and we learned about how to, how to turn your head and make sure that nobody was in your blind spot. Now, I, the minivan, the outside mirrors glow when someone's in your blind spot. I'm like, this is so easy. I'm like, babe, it's glowing. It's glowing. She's looking at me like, it does that. But, but I'm like so excited because your blind spot, someone's in your blind spot. And today, that's what I want to talk about because here's what I, what, I, what I think. I think that the car companies have done a great job at helping protect their customers. But I think a lot of times in our own spiritual lives, we can get into areas where there are blind spots and we haven't done enough in ourselves to protect us from the wrong thought, from holding offense, come on, from, from walking in jealousy, from walking in compromise, from walking in fear. And before we know it, we have a blind spot that we can't see. Does this make sense? We have a blind spot that we can't see. You know, church, God gave us the Holy Spirit and his voice to allow it to be a sensor in our life. To protect us from harm, to protect us from sin, to protect us from bondage. And we're going to look here in just a second and, and judges. And we're going to talk about someone today that, you know, could not clearly see his blind spot. Before I do that, have you ever had an epic moment? Just a moment that you're just like, this is one of the greatest moments ever. Uh, for me, I have to say that my adoption was one of those great moments. You know, uh, both me, I was adopted from a foster home. My, my sister was adopted. I think adoption was probably one of the best things that could ever happen to me. And uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that moment. Uh, another one that's uh, a cool moment for me is there was times that I was uh, going around and I was speaking to different youth uh, Christian things and, and Branson allowed me to do a show and I was able to do a, a, a Branson show and young people came in and we filled up the whole uh, theater and that was an epic moment for me. Uh, another one that's more potentially embarrassing is that you may not know this you, when you look at me, but uh, I went to the Junior Olympics in fencing. I did, don't laugh, but uh, I, I did fencing and so epee, saber, foil, I did fencing, and I was a fencer, and I have pictures that I will never show, but, 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 but I was a fencer. I, I did fencing. And so the mask, all of it it was, it, was, it was fun. And so that was kind of a neat moment for me. And I, when I look through the Bible, I think that there's this one other guy that just continually had epic moments, and you think about it, his name was Samson. In fact, turn with me real quick to Judges chapter 16, Verse 4 through 6. Judges chapter 16, verse 4 through 6. And, and, and I want to read this for you as we talk about Samson. 
Judges 16, 4 through 6, it says, And afterwards it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the Lord of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him, find out where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver." So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Now, I want to give you, maybe you just read this story. Maybe you're updated on Samson. Maybe you've never heard about him before. But Samson was one of the 12 judges that God had appointed to help Israel. When he was born, he was born in a special time in Israel's history because seven times the nation of Israel had rebelled and each time God was working on restoring them. Here's what I want you to know about the Lord is that God is a restorer. Anytime we're, we're not sure if how God feels about us or what God thinks about us, here's the deal. Shame will run us away from God, but God clearly is a restorer of people. You know what I'm saying? That's what he does. That's what he demonstrated all in the, in, the, in the Old Testament. It's amazing. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, the first thing, act of God was to go find them and cover them. It wasn't to expose them. It was to find them and to cover them. And so as we do this, now I'm going to talk a, a little bit about sin. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Samson. And, and here's the thing that I want us to see is God established and gave a covenant to Samson's mom and Samson was made with a purpose and he was special and he was set to judge and help Israel come back and be that strong nation that God had planted for them, plan, planned for them to be. Now you may not know this, but the name Samson means sunshine. Sunshine. Now, What's funny is that they're in a time where the Philistines have them captive and basically they're like slaves. They are marginalized. They don't have the rights that everyone has. They're looked down upon. And here's what is awesome to me is in a moment of incredible hardship, God sends a little sunshine. Here's what you need to know in your life. When it's dark, when it's the darkest and you think that, man, nothing, nothing's going to help, you need to know that there's a little sunshine on the way. And, and here's the thing is that one little ray of hope, that one little ray, sometimes all someone needs is just a little bit of hope that it can be different, it can be better, and God can win. Yeah. As we look at this, Samson had been given great strength by the Lord. I don't know if you've ever seen that new Samson movie that came out a couple months ago. We watched it as a family. And it, the, the, the scene where Samson takes a donkey's jawbone and kills a thousand fillers, a thousand fillers. Now, when, ladies, I, I, I'm going to just tell you this. You may not know this, or may, maybe you do this. I don't know. I'm not a lady. Uh, but all men, we have this secret thing that we hide from you. I'm going to tell you what it is. It will not be secret anymore. When we walk into a room, we know who we can whoop. <laughs> we do that. 
I don't know when it started. It started in junior high, high school. But it doesn't matter where we are or what we do. We look around and we know who we can whoop. We know who we go. I, I got that guy. I got that guy. I got that. Oh, I don't know about that guy. And so, and so this metric is used all the time. Even subconsciously, we will honk, lay on the horn, and do something. If we look through the window and know, I can whoop that guy, ah, get out of my way. But this other guy, though, no, sir, come on in. <laughs> it, it, it's a metric. It, 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 we use it all the time. And so here's the thing that's exciting about Sam, Samson was able to beat, kill a thousand men with a donkey. Donkey's jawbone. Now, I don't know how you walk and what type of strut you have after that, but I guarantee you people aren't taking your chair. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, your don ah, donkey jawbone. I mean, this is like Braveheart all over again, Bible style. You know what I'm saying? This is... And, and, and I don't know about you, but, but what's the status update as he's doing the profile pick, because a thousand bodies, you know, they stack deep. I mean, I mean, you're talking about mounds of, of, of bodies. That's a pretty epic moment. There's another story where Samson was incarcerated and he picks up the, 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 the gate of the jail from its hinges and goes to the top of the mountain and puts it on the mountain and starts waving to the Philistines. Now, I don't know about you, but how cool is it to always have the key to the jail? I'm just saying, like, like you can't lock me because I'll just, I'll just break the bars. I mean, I, I mean that's kind of a, an epic moment. There are countless stories of this with Samson. And I used to think when I was a kid in Sunday school or learning about Samson, that Samson had to have been like this massive Lou Ferrigno wrestler NFL guy. You know what I'm saying? Just like a, and just, you know, you know those guys that are so big that when they, 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 they can't scratch their back, you know, their elbows can't come to, because they're just like so big. <laughs> but here's the thing that I want you to see is in the verse that we just read, I don't believe that, Moses, that, that, that um, Samson was so strong because he did P90 Jerusalem style. I, you know, All right, lift your goat, lift your goat. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being funny, but I'm going somewhere. So for all of you hermeneutic people, I'm, I'm going there, okay? I don't think that it was his meal plan. So we're, 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 we're trying this new meal plan. It's, quite, it's like, it, it's called um, Eat Some Fast A Lot. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Uh, 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 I don't think that Samson was strong because of his meal plan. Delilah and, and, and the Philistines were a massive army. They knew about spies. They knew about treachery. They, knew, they followed Samson, and here's what they could not discover why does a man like that able to do feats like that? So we can think that he looked impressive, but here's what you need to know. There was nothing by his appearance that made them think, wow, it's in his workout program. 
There was something in him that was different, something in him that was anointed, something in him that was called by God. And here's what I want you to know is there is something that can be in you that can be called by God, different, anointed, appointed, something that God wants to do in you. And, and, and the Bible says, take heed lest you fall because there can be days. Come on, listen to what I'm saying. That the enemy will come in and, and, and come against you. And the Bible says that we have an adversary that comes against you because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. Delilah says, tell me how you're so strong. I want to talk real quick for the next couple minutes, three ways to avoid a blind spot. Three ways to avoid a blind spot. The first one is this, is that We've got to stay aware of harm. We live in a culture where there are no absolutes. We live in a culture where whatever you feel, whatever you think, whatever you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But the truth of the matter is this. God can forgive, listen, and restore any sin. But all sin has consequences. And we are not a world that likes consequences. We don't want consequences. We just want to say, I'm sorry, and there'd be no consequences. But here's the deal. Consequences build character. That's what it does. A wreck is coming for Samson, and he never saw it. He was anointed. He was appointed. God had a covenant with him. He was able. No foe could beat Samson except for what was in Samson? They couldn't put him in jail. There's a story of them, him, them tying him together with fresh ropes, and he breaks it. They could not stop Samson, but yet something, come on, within Samson could stop Samson. Here's a question that I have. Was Samson so anointed that none of his friends would tell him the truth? Was Samson so awesome that a friend would come up and say, hey, Sam, bro, we need to talk, man. I, 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 I see where you, I mean, hey, can we talk a little bit? I am Samson. Oh, I, I know that, I'm, I, I, but I, I do want to question a, a thought that you have. I'm Samson. I, have, I, 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 I kill a thousand Philistines with donkey jawbone. What can you do? Here's my point. We all have desires. And, and, and here's the thing that I want to say is Samson got in a place where his desire for what he wanted was more important than his desire to keep what God was doing in his life. Listen to what I'm saying. God has a plan for you. God has something for you to do. But we've got to make sure that we know that there are some things that will harm us. And just like a good parent will say, hey, hey, don't, don't play in the, in the highway. That's not good. Don't play on I-49, little child. That's not good. Hey, don't go over here and hang out and put uh, sharp objects in electricity. But now we're a society that's like, don't tell me not to put my fork in a light socket. How dare you? 
Who do you think you are to judge me? I'm not judging. All I'm saying to you is there are still some absolutes in life. And if you go touch electricity without the appropriate tools, you fixing to get a shock to the system. You can call hard, soft, soft, hard, high, low, low, high. But if you get up, you can call concrete pillow. I don't care. But if you go up to a 17-story building and jump off, you ain't fixing to meet a pillow. There are absolutes in life. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober in spirit, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. You may not be thinking of him, but he's thinking of you. <laughs> and he's trying to destroy your marriage. He's trying to destroy the relationship with your kids. He's trying to destroy the relationship with your parents. He wants you to be offended because they weren't what they needed to be for you, but no parent is what they need to be because we're all trying to be something. Come on. We're all trying to do our best. We're all trying to do what God's called us to do. And maybe your parents didn't even know about God, and they just tried to, to, to do the best they could do. But the truth is this. According to the Bible, a lion, a, a, lion? <laughs> a lion roars when it's next to prey. It doesn't just roar, but it roars when it's in proximity because the roar is to scare the prey where they don't run so that they can easily be pounced on. Here's what Amos chapter 3 verse 4 says. Will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? This means no, he will not. Listen, when he has no prey, the truth of the matter is the enemy is closer and wants to come. And here's the deal. Sometimes it's our own insecurities. It's our own lust. It's our own stuff. And what happens is we act like there is no enemy. But there is. There is. And what I want you to know is that God has a plan for you. And here's the deal. One of the best ways to avoid, avoid blind spots is to realize that if you take that turn without looking, a wreck could happen. A wreck could happen. What situation is consuming you? What work relationship is headed towards something that could be inappropriate? But you know what? A wreck is coming. What addiction is on the verge of becoming, come on, no longer a secret? What is, it, what is causing you to be too busy where you won't deal with that conversation? And you know, I need to bring in my young person. I need to talk to them. I need to have this meeting. I need to talk, but I just don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to, come on. And what happens is we're headed for a wreck and it could have been avoided. The second thing is this. We got to keep people in your life who are going to speak the truth in love. Can I tell you this? Truth without love cripples people. But love without truth keeps them babies. We've got to be both. Truth and love. A blind spot is an area that we cannot see. 
And until we take the time to see and to look and to turn, a lot of times we make decisions on, on a feeling. And, and I'm not saying that we don't make decisions on, on data and, and all of this, but sometimes there's stuff you can't see. Now it's crazy. After May 11th, I'm a whole lot better driver. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I would not qualify myself as a great driver before May 11th. Because I, I, I'm a multitasker. I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I've got to be handling and doing work and doing stuff. And I've got to, man, I can't wait till the car can drive itself. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Okay, because then I can get some work done. But now, my kids, it's like, you know, anybody ever taken long drives and you play the ABC game on the sign? Come on, anybody ever do that? Nobody? Else just says, oh, that's cool. <laughs> now the game is we count how many people swerve into our lane. We all sit and we're like, okay, let's find a texter. <laughs> we got one. What? And everybody's screaming and yelling. And we usually find 15 by that time we, we get back home. The crazy thing about blind spots is other people can see them when you can't. Sometimes you can't. Have you ever been in, in, a, in a house and, a relate, and you, you go in and you, you, you're, you're, this married couple or someone invites you over and all of a sudden it gets a little heated? And they're like, meh, 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 meh. and you're like, oh, okay. Uh. You know, you're two in the back track. You're like, oh, this is fun. You know, but they've become accustomed to it, so they don't even know. Now, they don't even know that it sounds that way. Come on, our kids, different things. What you need to understand is the devil is hoping that you get busy doing other things and miss the main thing. And miss the main thing. We've all witnessed people. Why do they act that way? Why do they say that? Why do they do that? And a lot of times we can see it, but they can't. Yeah. You know, another crazy thing about a blind spot is it doesn't just affect you. It doesn't just affect you. You know, when, when, when this guy came into my lane and, and, and hit us head on, man, it affected everybody. It affected everybody in my house. And here's what I'm telling you is, sir, it's not just you and your happiness. Ma'am, it's not just, come on, it's not just one or two things. When, 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 when we hurt our family, when we hurt, our, uh, get into compromise, when we hurt our, 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 our integrity, it hurts a lot of people. Anybody better ever, you don't raise your hand, but anybody ever been hurt because you expected a little bit more out of someone? Because they said that they would be more? Listen, let me encourage you. You can't win alone. And, and it's important for you to be a part of a community, life-giving, being around people. You know what? There, there, there are men that I hang out with, and when I go hang out with them, I'm never worried about where we're going to... My wife's not worried about, I need to keep track of Stephen. I need to put a GPS locator on his phone. I need to, put, I need to load jack the minivan because I'm not sure where they're going to end up. Here's what I'm saying. If there are people in your life bringing you into compromise, I would encourage you to step back and form a new life. Well, what are you saying? I'm saying that God loves everybody, will redeem everybody, and we go out and we reach the lost and we love people and we are not judgmental. But there is a time when you cannot just raise yourself because you are a young Christian. When I have four kids, and my son Sage is just now getting to the place 
where if I needed to leave him for two or three days, he knows how to make a sandwich. But at four, it had been over. A healthy church will have new believers and will have experienced veteran believers. And we will be doing both and growing and growing and growing. And we don't want to control anybody, but we want to see our, our, our kids, our young spiritual lives grow up and to be mature. Come on, complete and grow and be able to go back. Now, if I went back to Waco, I would not be tempted by any of my old friends. But if I went back two weeks after I got saved, <laughs> I'd be doing, I mean, I would be doing what I don't want to do because I haven't had enough time. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I'm coughing. <laughs> I, ha- I have, I, I'm not, I'm not there yet. And I'm growing. And, and we want to be about growth and transformation. Can I ask you this? Be real careful. Don't defend what you don't want to keep. A lot of us defend areas that, you know, God wanted you to change that. And now we're defending it. It's not a deal. It's not a deal. It's not a deal. Come on. There are times. There are times times when my wife says, hey, you know what? Your response. What? It wasn't bad. I didn't sin. I didn't do anything wrong. And she's like, I know. But don't defend anything you don't want to keep. Don't don't make excuses of areas that need to change. Embrace that and go, okay, thank you for bringing that to me. That will not help me go where I want to go. I'm going to, come on, I'm going to grow in some areas. The last one is this. Invite the work of the Holy Spirit to direct you. The Holy Spirit was not given for us to forget about him. The Holy Spirit was given so that we embrace him. The teacher, the revealer of truth, the helper. Come on, I I believe that we may be in a season where the Holy Spirit is trying to direct you out of bondage, out of revenge, out of fear, trying to direct you into truth, into victory, into a healthy relationship. Come on, with that business deal, with that wedding plan, with that purchase, with that marriage, with a conversation that you need to come on. Some of you, you may be like, I, I know I need to, I know I need to have a conversation with my son or daughter about XYZ. Issue in the marriage, where you're going to call. I, I don't know what your thing is, but I'm telling you, it's very easy for there to be a blind spot and for us to blame or to look critically at everybody else. And miss our own stuff. My prayer for you is that you would see clearly. And that God would reveal to you blind spots in your life. Now here's what I want to say. If there's already been damage because of a blind spot, God is a restorer to those who seek him. See, today's not about shame. And I don't have this like, four-mile finger that I'm wanting to point at everyone and say, be better. That's not what today's about. What today is about is this. For us to grow and be the people that God has called us to be, we're going to have to watch our heart. 
We're going to have to watch our heart. And we're going to have to realize that blind spots happen. And we've got to be aware of things that we are unaware of. How do we do that? The Holy Spirit. How do we do that? Him, him convicting us. You know what? I, I'm acting wrong here. You know what? I'm seeking something wrong here. I'm, I'm moving. And you know what, God? I, I'm asking you to forgive me. Just forgive me and move on. And here's the deal. Instantly, the Bible says that he throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. Now, let me just say something, because we're in a culture that does not like to talk about sin. It's uncomfortable. But here's the deal. We're going to go ahead and talk about it, because the Bible says that we were all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, so we all have one thing in common. You may have grown up on the good side of the street. I may have grown up over here. You may grow up uh, white or black or Hispanic. I, I, all of that I, I, I can't talk to. When man, woman, I, I can't talk about that. But we all have one thing in common, and that's sin. And here's what the Bible says. It leads to death. You can be forgiven in a moment, but there are still consequences in life. And we want to be a world that acts like there's no consequences. The truth of the matter is, in this service today, you can repent, be forgiven, God restore you, pick you up, come on, place you on holy ground. But it may be six months before intimacy comes back in your marriage. Because you cannot go one way. We all have seeds that we sow. And they all produce something. And so forgiveness does not mean no consequence. Forgiveness means change and I produce something different. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.